Westside Baptist Church in Noonan, Georgia, brings you our weekly podcast. We hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the Word of God as we present our Sunday morning and Sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by Dr. Melvin Payne. We thank you for listening. Amen. Let's everybody stand and let's sing. I never shall forget the day. Let's all stand. Let's sing it now. Sing it out. On the first long years ago, went out and sinned. I had no hope, no peace within. Down on my knees in agony. I prayed to Jesus and he glad to set me free. Sing it out. Oh, sinner, come to Jesus. 
about mine, but aren't you glad and happy about yours? Amen, amen. Aren't it glad to be in church this morning? Amen. I'm glad the Lord gave us a nice rainy day. Everybody's tired, time changed. <laughs> it's all right, but hey, we're here, and I'm ready to worship this morning, aren't you? Ready to see what the Lord's going to give us this morning. Amen, amen. And want to follow him because I don't want to get the service in the wrong direction for what the man of God's got to bring us. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and do this because we hadn't, I mean, it's been a, uh, you're going to say, well, you just did this song, but um, I, I want all my hope. I need a, I need a verse or two if y'all will do some all my hope choirs. Yeah, let's, Kim, if you would run the screen back here and let's. I'm not going back. I'll 
never be the same. Come on and sing it now. All my hope is in Jesus. Oh, thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. Oh, yes, they are. And I've been washed by the blood. Sing that again. Sing it. Yes.
yes, sir. You can't sit out here no more. You got to be here. You ain't even supposed to be out here. Where are you going? <laughs> when I think of how he came so far from glory, came and dwelt among the lowly. Who are we today? Lord, if our, our egos get in the way some. Boy, Stephen tore us up last Sunday night. Our egos get in the way, and we think a whole lot better of ourselves sometimes. But I say this often. If our ego and our ability ever met up, we might be a pretty good Christian. <laughs> Lots of times our ego's here, and our ability is really running here. We let that ego get in the way. Things can't happen right without me. The class won't teach just right without me. The song won't be sung just right without me. The preaching won't be just right. We get that ego just gets in the way a little bit. But really, who are we? That he would come. That's what it's all about today. Him coming and dying for our sins when we didn't deserve a bit of it. Sister Cheryl's not able to be with us today. And we're going to do this song, Who Am I? She's had surgery on her back. She had the system installed that Anthony's got in his back to help relieve pain, and, and she just had it done. And 
and she had it done on Thursday. And you pray for her that this will be the answer to prayer for her. She's been struggling for a long time. But we're going to sing it this morning. It's Missy if she would do the verse for us. But think on this. When we get to Esther, you waving at me? Yeah. If you don't know him today, you say, well, then people act crazy down there. Well, it'll be all right. We got a reason. We've got a hope. If you're sitting here lost today, you have no hope. You've got a Jesus-sized hole in the middle of your heart that you're looking for everything in the, under the sun to try and fill it. Tina got a text from somebody this morning that's, Strung out on a bunch of mess, been been saying they're lost as they can be, and talking about oh God's been speaking to me and God's been doing this. The only thing He's been doing is God's been convicting him, and He keeps looking for something to fill that hole. And it's just Jesus. If He just let go, who are we today, folks? I'm glad today I'm saved. I can say I'm I'm a child of God today, but, but if I got what I deserve.
Praise the Lord. I believe one of the lines, I hope I quote it correctly, I may never know why the Lord loved me so. Close enough, I hope. Maybe when we get to heaven, maybe we will be able to understand or comprehend then. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, spend a million years trying to figure it out. Amen. In a million years praising Him. Um, I'm a little torn right now. I'm, I know this is two Sundays in a row. But I, I want to preach. And I want to help the church. But I want to help others here this morning. Everything in me says that this morning that somebody needs to be saved. And so I'm going to move from John chapter 4, and I'm going to slip back to John chapter 3. And I want us to read for a moment in verse 17. For God sent not his Son 
into the world to condemn the world. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, speaking of Jesus Christ, not in his existence only, but believeth on him as 100% God in the flesh while on this earth. Believe on him as the lamb slain to take on the sins of the world. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Do you know the Lord this morning? I'm not asking if you know the history of Jesus Christ on this earth or if you have an intellectual knowledge of things. I'm asking you if you know the Lord with your spirit. Do you have a personal relationship with him? I think sometimes that term personal relationship needs to be defined a little bit. I have a relationship with my wife. I have friendship relationships with others. Uh, there's an interaction that takes place in that relationship. There's, um, I've got your back built into those relationships. I, I'm willing to forgive you built into those relationships. So when we say, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I mean, do you walk with him daily? you're God's child, you're either walking with him or you're walking away from him. You're either sliding forward or you're sliding backwards. But he that believeth on him is not condemned. Do you know him this morning? Do you know the Lord is your personal Savior? If he were to split the eastern sky this morning, would you fall into the arms of Jesus. Or would you know what hell really is? John 3.16 begins these verses by saying, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know him this morning? Not do you know of him, but do you know the Lord? I'm asking this morning that you focus on this holy platform because 
There's someone here that needs to be born again this morning. It means the difference between heaven and hell for eternity. I was going to preach a message beginning a mini-series on sharing our faith without fear. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a faith. As the old preacher said, a faith with a future. There's a future in our faith. <clears throat> I was in my study, and Brother William came in there Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. It doesn't matter, but he said, You won't believe what I've found on the iPhone. And he flipped his phone over and began to show me pictures out of Columbia, not Georgia, out of the country. And they were literally walking down the streets with a giant throne. And I mean, it was being walked by many people. There was a great procession. And on that throne was an image of Lucifer in a demonic form. They were marching, and it, it, it was a video, not just a picture. And the people were clapping and waving. And I mean to tell you, you would have thought that the Lord himself was walking down those streets. And people were worshiping when they were clapping and cheering this horrible demonic image, what they were doing was worshiping the demonic image. But they have a faith that is nothing less than a dead end road. They show pictures of this church of Lucifer and the crosses were upside down. And all the demonic symbols that go with Satan worship. Christian, ours, and I'll say it again, and you'll hear it Easter, is a faith with a future. Theirs is the faith of failure and damnation. One day God is going to grab Mr. Satan up by the nap of the neck. And all those that worship him will be condemned forever and forever and forever. Ours is a faith of the future. When we walk into our eternal home, there we will not receive torture and anger and hate. The Bible says that hell is a place where the worm or the soul dieth not, it reports that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The horrors of hell 
are forever. And they're the end of those that do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. This thing is serious business, Christians. We've got a world going to hell around us. And I'll preach this later. But we, Christians, are committing the sin of silence. We get our nose out of joint and maybe a little up in the air when we think about Peter. Peter that rejected Jesus, denied Jesus, denied he knew him. Boy, that day Peter was a mess. He was a train wreck on that day. <laughs> but you know what he did before he denied him? You will get this again later on, but I'm going to give it to you today too. He followed afar off. Christians, you may not have denied Christ, but you're following afar off. Later on, we find a group of people walked up to Peter. They said, hey, aren't you one that, aren't you one of those disciples? And you know what he said? I don't know him. What would you say today, Christian, if the world asked you, are you a disciple of Jesus? Why do I bring this up? Because we have a faith of, with a future, and those that do not understand and do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are on their way to hell. It's permanent. It's forever. It's horrible. It's a dead-end road. But we that have the faith for the future, when we step into our eternity, there we will see Jesus, the one that loved us. There we will see the Lord that died for us and was crucified for us there we will see heaven as the great creator designed it for you and me there yes we'll walk on the streets of gold and yes we'll be able to admire the beautiful gates of pearl and what a wonderful time but just to be able to see Jesus the one that was condemned on the cross for you, lost person, for you, saved person. He was condemned. And he did it for you. They nailed him to a cross. And he did it for you. They put a crown of thorns on his head and he did it for you. He allowed a spear to be run through his side and water pour out. He did it for you. He did it for you, lost person. He 
did it for you. He allowed them to rip his beard out of his face and to punch him in the mouth. He did it for you. Don't you understand? They beat him with a cat of nine tails and whips beyond recognition. The Bible says that no man was marred ever like this. He, humanly speaking, was nothing more than a dead man walking. He was beaten. He was tortured. He was crucified. He was crucified because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He did it for you, Christian. He did it for you, oh lost person. It's a sad thing when we consider that our Heavenly Father left the beauties of heaven. He did it for you. He went through all he did. He did it for you. And because God the Father cannot look on sin, the perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, took on every sin you've ever committed. Every sin that you will ever commit, He took it on Him. Not just for you, but for every man from Adam to the end of time, every sin, every transgression, every wrongdoing was placed on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. And the horrible horrible thing that took place it was God the Father which loved his son had to turn his back on Jesus Christ his only begotten son because he could not look at our sins because he could not look on sin he turned his back on his loving son because he was carrying and was covered in our sin. He did it for you, saved person. He did it for you, lost person. I thank God that he has made a way Say, well, he died for sin. Well, the Bible says, for all have fallen short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us, the only difference between this preacher and you, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, is just that. 
I've believed and received, taking advantage of his wonderful salvation. What about you? I tell you, I hadn't planned on preaching out of John 3, 16, 17, 18. I hadn't planned on it. But I know I'm following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. As we will find over the course of the next weeks in our messages, and hear me out now, our job, Christians, is to share a pure gospel. It is not to force anybody into salvation. Our success or failure is not dictated by who or how many we actually lead to the Lord. Our job is to plant the seed. And you know what will happen if we'll plant the seed, Christians? Every once in a while, God will let us reap one here and there. That's right. But what about you, Christian? Wouldn't you like to be able to share your, your faith without fear? Wouldn't you like to see those around you born again? What about you, lost person? I want you to know when I say lost person, I'm not belittling you. I'm begging you. Be born again today. Jesus loved you. He died for you. Resurrected just to prove that he will resurrect us one day. I wouldn't serve a God that didn't have a power to resurrect himself. Because if he couldn't resurrect himself, he wouldn't have the power to resurrect me. But oh God the Father moved the stone away. Say, is this Easter? Nope, it's just the gospel. Do you know him this morning? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's stand, please. The invitation is so very simple and so very important. <laughs> I thank God for the opportunity to share the gospel of Christ. My objective this morning is to plant the seed deep. So if there is one here this morning that does not know the Lord as their personal Savior, that you will recognize the need of this great salvation. Would I love to see somebody walk down the aisle and bow their head and their knee in the, uh, at the altar and say, Jesus, save me. I'm a lost sinner. Come into my heart. Make me a new creature. Yes, I would. But my objective is just to plant the seed and let the Holy Spirit work on you that do not know Christ. Brother Dave, Brother Whit, y'all go ahead and play and sing. The altar is just this easy, just as simple. Christians, over the next little while, we're going to be looking at sharing our faith without fear. Maybe you say, Preacher, I'm always apprehensive, and I want to be able to share my faith without fear. Preacher, just pray for me that God will help me to do that. Help me to be a better seed planter. Would you raise your hand? Preacher, help me to be a... Pray for me. I want to be a better seed planter. 
The altar's open for you, Christians. Lost person, again. You must be born again. You, you must be saved. I'm asking you to take hold of this faith that has a future as we sing. The stars I am without one.